Me, 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 me. My friend, he's a little bit country. I'm more rock and roll. This is Seriously Seagal. Oh, yeah. We're glimmering. We're glimmering. Mm, glimmering and simmering. Episode 19. Wow, I can't believe we're almost to our second decade of shows. This 19 is... was also the number when I first joined the Van Buren's. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was how old I was on my 19th it's a special, birthday. It's a special number. You guys it... had a 30 rack of Bud Lights for me waiting at rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> and from there on out, you never got carded at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of your youth, Raj... Uh, we're, we're talking about the movie Glimmerman, 1995. Steven Seagal at his peak, hanging out with Keenan Ivory Wayans. 96. 96? Okay. All right. All right. I've got to get my Seagal exactly right here. Yeah. Um, this was a movie that you said you had watched as a kid. As a kid. So, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I have memories of watching this with my father and really enjoying it. And I don't remember as an adult exactly why, but I remember being very surprised when I saw how negative the reviews were for the movie because I was like, man, I remember really liking that movie. And you know what? I stand by it. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of Keenan Wayans. I thought he was a better sidekick to Seagal than both uh, DMX and Ja Rule that we've oh, seen in the past. Those are bold statements you're making right there, I am, friend. and I just made them. Interesting. Why Why is that the category of guys that you want to compare him to? Just DMX, Ja Rule, and Keenan well, everywhere. We, what about his other sidekicks? Like Keith David. And Stone Cold Steve Austin. I didn't consider Stone Cold Steve Austin his sidekick person because they were like literally like Stone Cold was doing something while Seagal was off shopping at the CVS. <laughs> and uh, oh, Keith David. Okay, yeah. Keith David would definitely be probably all right. So I would say he's not as good as Keith David. Obviously, nobody could no, be. No, shout no. out to Keith oh, B. David. Yeah, that's just blasphemy, right? But, there. Uh, but compared to the other two like sidekicks that we've seen recently, that's what I was comparing him to. Like the DMX and Ja Rule kind of hung out with him and did the missions with him, just like Keenan Wayne did here. But I thought, you know, some of the banter was obviously silly, but I just thought it was funnier between them. They had more moments. Seagal was joking around with Keenan and like playing tricks on him, and like they were. I just felt like their chemistry was there. I, I I think I might have to disagree. I don't know what you would would think with me here, Smitty, but I'm, I'm, I'm I thought there was a distinct lack of chemistry between wow, those okay. two guys. I, I was saying I think you and I, have, as P-Bear and the Brown Man, have a much better rapport and more natural kind of chemistry <sighs> going I mean, on. It's hard to be as good as us. It felt pretty forced to me between K.I. and, and S.S. on this one. Really? Well, I'm okay. going to have to agree with you, P-Bear, on your disagreement with Raj. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, like just from the uh, the beginning of this movie, we're thrown into the beginning, and I, I don't know what it was, but just something seemed off, like either like the pacing or their interaction, something seemed very like plastic and artificial to me. It's huh. um, you know when Steven it's, is on the Arsenio Hall show and he makes a joke that bombs, he says, uh, "I was just doing some stand up for a while." And then no one laughs, and he goes, oh, that was a joke. I'm not a comedian. <laughs> That's what this movie felt like. It felt like Stephen really? trying to be a comedian and not being able to do it. And Keenan Ivory even kind of being was out from of his... C- I thought the Keenan was more of the comedic, you know. But when Stephen tries to give him the, the uh, powdered uh, goat's penis the or whatever. The powdered dra- uh, deer penis. Deer pe- powdered yeah, 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 deer yeah. penis to get rid of allergies. They called back that joke like four or five times. Yep. At the very end, too. Um, I had fun with this one, I would say, Flav, but I yeah. would not put this amongst Steven's best. And I can kind of see why it was a flop at the box office. It cost $45 million. It made 20 um, And this is kind of like Steven. This is Steven's downfall moment from, from Under Siege. He is now, uh, he makes Glimmer Man. He's about to make Fire Down Below. Oh, fire and down then below. The, the Patriot. It doesn't get better from 
from here for Steven. Yeah. You know? Well, I still enjoyed it, so hopefully some of our listeners will I, enjoy I it as enjoy, well. I enjoyed it. There was but one I scene, think I think, was, when we I, lost our, our <laughs> freaking mind. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll get um, to that one. Well, what do we, well, let's start with an interesting new segment today, Okay, huh? yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about let's this. Let's give our listeners something totally different. Hit it, Smitty. We're going to get spiritually Seagal. Talking about spirituality. Do you have time today to talk about the works of Steven Seagal with us? We're the Seagal goons. We haven't even introduced ourselves yet, come to think of it. <laughs> this oh, yeah. is P-Bear, drummer for the Van Vurens. Right this, next to me, as always, wearing a blanket. This is Flavor, saxophonist for the Van Vurens. And let me throw it across the way to my main man. We got Mr. Smitty, man in the helm. Everyone being very spiritual oh, and peaceful today. Yes. Sad. Now, this film had many spiritual elements to it, mm-hmm. uh, from the crucifixions that the serial killer and <laughs> copycat serial killer <laughs> commits, uh, to the stigmata that Steven uh, Seagal puts on Brian Cox <laughs> later in the movie. Yep. But you had some thoughts, Flav. I did. So one of the things that stuck out to me about this movie, the spirituality, is uh, two things that I want to talk about. Um, one would be Steven's uh, dream catcher and his beads that he always <laughs> has. So he has, a, like, I don't know if it's actually a dream catcher, but he's wearing something around his neck. But mainly he has... Um, these beads that he's always holding in his hands and he's kind of uh, rotating them through his fingers. <laughs> this is actually something that you'd see. Is it a rosary? Yeah, it's like it's a rosary, like, basically. It's an Eastern rosary of some kind. But right? you'll okay. see this, I in, and I wish I had, I, I wish I could call my dad right now because in India you'll see a lot of holy men have the same kind of thing and they'll and they'll just be r- rotating it through their fingers it's like they basically are med they're like silently meditating while they're doing that the the stroke of your fingers actually like it's like every second there it's like a timing thing they're like moving it and like they're saying stuff in their head and they're chanting it's just a spiritual thing so what it's actually Seagal's not chanting, uncommon for me to see it what do you think Seagal is chanting in his head when he's rotating his dreaming of helicopters yeah. um, so that wasn't actually unusual I mean it's unusual for like a white guy like Seagal to be doing it, but <laughs> um, a big part of this movie was Seagal. Uh, Seagal and Keenan Ivory Wayans are cop detective partners, and uh, a big part of it was Keenan Ivory being weirded out by Seagal's yeah. traditions and ways. Mm-hmm. And Seagal, you know, to me, seeming a little pretentious with his uh, the way he adopts Eastern culture and seems. Yeah. To, doesn't he say at some point he's like offhandedly he whispers, "I'm a ninja warrior, shaman, Japanese priest," or like something like that along those lines. Maybe he. I, I think he, I, I remember hearing uh, hear hear him saying "ninja warrior" yeah. at some point. Yeah. I think I was taking notes. Um, but uh, we see him go into this like Chinese like herbal shop at some point with <laughs> yeah. his thing, and this is kind of cool. They've got all sorts of different incense. They've got all sorts of like different kinds of herbal remedies and this and that. And at one point, he, you know, Keenan is like allergic to the incense, so he starts sneezing, and and Seagal gives him something to put under his tongue, and it turns out to be powdered deer penis mm. that helps with the allergies. It's oh, my favorite. Um, it's funny, you know, growing up, I have a little bit of experience with herbal remedies. My dad is a is a homeopath, licensed homeopath, so I used to take a lot of homeopathic medicine when I was growing up. Now, I'll say a lot of people are like homeopath or quacks. These kinds of herbal medicine don't work. I won't mm-hmm. go so far to say they're quack. I mean, definitely, like, if you're having a brain aneurysm, yes, herbal medicine and homeopathic <laughs> supplements will not say that you need to go see a fucking doctor. But when I had bruises, when I had, like, upset stomachs, uh, like pneumonia, those kinds of things, colds, like infections. Dude, homeopathic medicine. Oh, I would rarely go to a doctor. We would, we would, I would be fine with homeopathic medicine. A couple of days would clear it up. My dad was very good at it because he studied it for a while. So, I'm not gonna call bullshit on it. I think the herbal remedies have a lot of uh, use to them. 
Well, what do you think of Seagal using it as a running gag in this in this movie? When I don't it is something think of you use? know to everybody else it seems like a gag. I I think he really you know from his time in Asia and him being a Buddhist. Not just in this movie, he says he's a Buddhist. He's a Buddhist in real life. I think that's his. I think he just does that. He's, no, he's not it's just so that he can say penis five times in the movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, hey, Seagal, if he wants to say penis ten he times, he can. But I, I think he's just. I bet you, you could see him just wandering around shops like Chinese shops. If we went and like just saw his day to day activity, he probably does that. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I love how when he goes into that shop with Keenan, he immediately bros out with the old Asian gentleman behind the counter. <laughs> by speaking Chinese. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, by speaking Chinese with him. And he's like, Keenan, get out of here. And then uh, uh, Keenan goes and talks to the woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. What does the woman show him? Or they're watching uh, Casablanca, and they're talking about how the movie's sad. Oh, oh really? Yeah, so that's why it comes back. And He's also the, drinking the uh, an aphrodisiac on. tea, I believe. Yes, he was. Or does he drink it? The lady offers it to him, and he's like, "Hey, I don't know you like that lady." Yeah, that's <laughs> she right. she was trying to seduce him. I thought they were gonna bang. <laughs> don't you know I'm black? Yeah, <laughs> he actually lady, says. Do you know I'm black? <laughs> yeah, do you know? <laughs> Smitty, what did you think of the spiritual elements in in this particular film? Well, you know, going back it's to nineteen ninety six, going back to previous films in which we've seen, we've, we, there's always usually some sort of spiritual element, whether it's church. Or mm. you know, in um, or fifty monks praying for you to exactly, win a fight. Exactly, that's like, what movie I totally Belly of the Beast. Belly of the Beast, yeah. exactly. It's that, General Ty Cumberbatch. You know, <laughs> and like you know, there's voodoo in uh, March, March for, for Death, Death and everything like that. Um, this one we're just dealing with basically, or a big theme of Christianity. Um, all right. these people who are getting murdered or being crucified, crucified yeah. and and put the halo on their yeah, head. yeah, like a halo of like. Nails or something the, around their like, head, but I get that crown. they were making those references, Christianity. But what did it mean, though? It didn't, like, it I didn't don't know if it meant anything. It didn't really right? mean like, anything in the people. end. Okay, but like, and Seagal kills two people in churches. Right, like, they that's, that's like, another thing. Those victims could have been killed in any other way, and the movie would have stayed the same, right? It really had nothing to do with yeah, yeah. It was just it was vaguely creepy. Seagal has two church kills in this movie. Two church kills. How many is that for the for our whole season of Seriously Seagal? Let's see. So there was. Father Exposition. Oh, God. Oh, how many fathers have been killed? Seagal fathers, didn't kill yeah. him, but, but he that was, was killed tough. in a church. He yeah. gets shanked Just to clarify for our two listeners, in this movie. he kills two people in a church. Separate churches. Separate churches. Yeah, separate yeah. churches. Yeah, that's right. So, it wasn't the same. And the Surprisingly, one, the father the, didn't die in this movie. No, he, the, the father he got him scot-free. Go. I was very concerned for that father. He, uh, Seagal <laughs> does not do well with uh, men of the cloth. He, uh, yeah, Seagal also makes a bunch of nuns clean up a dead body while he tracks down some clues. All right, you guys want to get get to the meat of this movie, get sure, to the plot, because it. this movie actually wastes no time getting to things. Uh, yeah, there's kind of the opening title sequence is not of consequence. It's the the streets of L.A. Yep. Uh, in a fast car, like a fast car motion. Yeah, you um, see a couple people in gales. You uh, also just see the the crucified yeah. fixes. Yeah, 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 flashes of the murder scenes coming through. Dead bodies, some barbed some barbed wire. Um, the, oh, there's the really ugly. Uh, uh, effect that they had on the the scenes of these murders that looked like um, oh yeah like a filter of some sort yeah it was right? like, like it, it, was, it was such a low quality like eye movie thing it looked like a an office it's of sex inst- harassment training tape Insta or something filter? like that a yeah it was like Insta something filter? bad it was just like something really <laughs> terrible um, um, but then we get right into the office we get right into the uh, the police station we see Keenan Wayne's kind of walk into an office and right away like we're told that Seagal is not. From there, he got transferred from New York, and he's new on this case, and he's his partner, and it's just we just get a download of information like right away. Where like, this ain't New York, man. Yeah, and and, he, and then like within a few seconds, they're out. Like 
Yeah, we learned okay the beat, that the right? ser- there's a serial killer. His he's crucifying people yep. after killing them. His name is Family Man. Uh, Seagal is here from New York. Something weird happened with him in New York. He's a detective. Seagal seems very presumptuous to just hang out in Keenan Ivory Williams. Office. And Keenan doesn't like him right away. Like he's right just like, away. this guy's weird. See, what I want you to do is track their relationship throughout this movie. It it starts out making sense, and then they become giggle boys, giggle boys together. <laughs> and then after that, is things just don't make sense and add up. Um, but right now, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we find that there's been another murder. Today's yep. your lucky day, says Keenan Ivory Williams, <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> To the crime scene. And Seagal yep. puts on his crime scene jacket, which is a, a very flashy gold and black plated thing. I don't like even know what kind of design Asian, it was. Like yeah, some, some ceremony Asian design best. on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> he cha- he like. changes clothes to get to the crime scene. He does this a few times. He's always wearing something very flashy. Yeah. Uh, very un unpolice-like, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we get to the crime scene, and Seagal, disco- Seagal sees these crucifixes. I, th- I don't Cru- know how to crucif- say it. Crucifixes? Crucif- no. Cru- Crucifies? Cruci- the people who got crucified are crucifixes. Hey, hey guys, hit us up crucifixes. on Twitter yeah. at Seriously Seagal. Is it crucifixes? Facebook, Seriously Seagal. Let us know. What's the plural of a crucifix? Uh, I think it's crucifixes. Uh, oh, boy. I, I, uh, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> like an attendee of an event, these people were the crucifier. Like, <laughs> the so there's a crucifixes? <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> Um, but Seagal discovers that these, this crime scene looks different from the ones that he had seen in the photos that Keenan Ivory Wayans yep. had shown him, I guess. It's different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, again, so this is 1996. I'm going to dive into uh, the pool of a reused joke right now. Oh, okay, you guys ready? Shit. I'm up okay. on the diving board. Do it. Do it. Okay, I'm jumping around Careful. on the diving board. Here we go. Yeah, don't slip. Here we go. I'm going to jump. This movie should have been called 3.5 because it's like seven, but half is good. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> Yeah, Three this was uh, very much uh, like the movie Seven, I would say, with the serial killer thing in Silence of the Lambs. But um, instead of you know Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, we have Steven Seagal, Keenan Ivory Wayans. Um, instead of uh, Kevin Spacey, spoilers for Seven, yeah. we have Steven <laughs> oh, Tobolowsky. No, and spoilers for this movie, whatever that other guy's name was. Uh, yeah, and you also have the uh, all the, all the things that come with a Seagal movie: um, gay bad guys, Seagal never learning anything or changing, <laughs> um, too many people attacking him for no good reason, guys who just decide that it's their turn to try to punch Stephen, uh, breaking glass, breaking tables. The supporting cast of this movie is actually very very good. I would Ex- say everyone so too. except Wayans and Seagal. Yes, exactly. Except Surrounded, for the two-hander we got, up front. We got Brian Cox. <laughs> the back ender is really good. Do we, do we want to talk about some of the characters? Sure. Yeah, anything? let's do it. Should, should we get Keith out from the mudroom? Oh, oh, man. I don't know God. if I want to disturb let's, him. Let's leave him in there. Yeah, let's, let's leave him in there. He plays hard to screw face again for another week. All right. This, but this is the, the segment named after him. This is the Keith David Memorial Nonsense All right. MVP. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. All right, Flav, I'm going to send it to you first, my man. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, man, you you know I'm ready. You know who I'm going to pick. You don't have Keith David distracting you right now. No, I don't. Who's your non-Sagal MVP? It's going to be Keaton Wayans, man. I fucking love that guy. I thought he was great. I completely disagree with you, too. I thought he was awesome in this movie. (laughs) Okay, tell me why. I especially loved... I just like that he's always... He's just getting fucked up because of Seagal. And, like, this usually happens to a lot of people that are around Seagal, but it's like, at the very end, he gets to, like... 
he gets to like kind of go through. He's like, man, like ever since I met you, I've been shot. I've been kicked out of a window. <laughs> I've been blown up. I'm basically homeless. <laughs> man, nothing's His good. His apartment has been destroyed by fire like, because, yeah. Exactly. Like nothing good has happened to me. And then Stephen's like, but you had that deer penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen calls but, back uh, the deer I penis. I also, I really enjoyed like even the force. So I thought like his like little jokes were funny. Like, you know, like when he, he there's at one point, um, they're walking through the hallway with guns, and they see these two little kids, like they're playing with like fake guns. And Keenan tells them to get their asses back inside the house. And he's like, "Man, like Sesame Street motherfuckers around here. Like next thing you know, Big Bird gonna jump out of one of these doors." And I was like, "You know what? I'm, I'm all right with these jokes. I don't know, man. I like those, man. I thought it was funny as hell. So that's my MVP. I'm glad he was making you laugh. I thought some of Keenan's. I, I think, had a great time. I think he was improvising for the most part a lot of these lines, like the Sesame Street line. I also liked how many times he mentioned that he was black because I love mentioning that I'm brown. Yeah, he yeah. was a lot like. <laughs> I was. Yeah, yeah. We were saying that this is Stephen and Keenan was a pea bear and the brown man, except for the first time. I think I'm Seagal. Yeah. I'm usually the other. But guy. you're black too, according to Seagal in this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah when Seagal, 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 Seagal tells somebody to get their ugly white ass out of here. I'm like, wait. Yeah. yeah. Get your ugly white ass out of here. <laughs> you are white, Seagal. But well, we know, of course, that Seagal played in, uh, in a guitar in an all black band. Do you think so. maybe that's why Keenan, like to you guys, obviously not to me, but like you felt that the chemistry wasn't there because Keenan took offense to the fact that Stephen thinks he's black or like maybe was acting black on set uh that's an interesting interpretation as Ooh, to uh, like maybe uh, the other guys didn't care but keenan was like i don't like this guy fucking acting seagal like doesn't really do his his urban patois too much in in this movie no, but i'm saying like maybe off screen that's what was happening in the set it's like he was trying to talk to keenan like a black guy and like maybe dmx and ja rule was cool with it but like like whatever steven's an idiot but like maybe uh, keenan was like i don't really like the way you're speaking to me it man. could be like, that i mean and it just kind of transferred on screen what I think more likely is, and we love you, Stephen. Come on our podcast. Kill us on film. Kill us on film. Kill us on film. Kill us on film. We love you. I've heard that Seagal's kind of an asshole on the set. Right. Um, so it might not even have to, anything to do, do with, with race. race. Just him being just, kind of difficult to work he's with. He's kind of difficult to work with. And um, one thing I noticed is that whenever there was a two shot, which is the shot where, um, you know, when two people are speaking, say you and I are speaking and the camera yeah. shows both of us. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Ivory would be in the ones where he wasn't speaking, but Seagal was. Mm -hmm. But Seagal, they would only do one shots when just Keenan Ivory was speaking. Do you know what I mean? Like Seagal wouldn't show up for those shots oh, to do those lines okay. with him if he's not going to say anything. Yeah. Huh. That's what. There's also that time lapse shot of Seagal, and I wonder how they got him to sit still for that long for a time lapse because with no lines because it seems like he doesn't like to do that. He he doesn't like to sit around and not do anything, that's for sure. He's a man of action. He and is. And that's why he wears scent of action cologne. <laughs> scent of action cologne. Mr. Smitty, who was your Keith David Memorial non-Segal MVP? Oh, man. Okay, my, my non-Segal MVP for this week is very kind of obscure. Let's hear it. Um, It's going to be Johnny. Johnny Deverell. <laughs> Little <laughs> Johnny Deverell. What? Oh, wow. Yes. Bring us to this scene, actually, because... All right, well, so actually, this is kind of where we yeah, left set this off, up actually. At the beginning of this movie, these guys yeah. have a huge day. What a big day these guys get themselves into. They like, they right meet after, each other. Yeah, they're right. at a crime scene with, with crucified people. And then what happens, Mr. Smitty? So, um, so basically, there's a hostage situation at this uh, Catholic school. And mm. Seagal arrives. Of course, he just storms in and starts to take control of the situation. Gets on the loudspeaker and starts talking to this kid. His name is Johnny. Mm -hmm. He's very upset about something. His yep. girlfriend is trying to calm him down in the classroom. And he has a gun. And he's waving it around very wildly. Yep. And saying crazy things like, I can't go back with them and all sorts of other stuff. Very cryptic things very that he's cryptic saying. He's things. very upset. Very, very Unhinged distraught. Unhinged young man. 
So Seagal gets on the loudspeaker and starts talking to him and tells him to go look out the window. <laughs> yeah, this to is go, great. This is insane. He tells him to go look out the window to look where Seagal is or says he is. And as soon as Johnny gets over the window, the door busts open and Seagal comes in with his gun drawn in probably the like worst idea possible so what dangerous. you would do in a hostage situation. That is like... I would think that would be the last thing you'd yeah, want to do. Yeah, surprise the the guy, <laughs> the unhinged guy, with all these people around. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, what if he just busts in and he gets nervous and just starts shooting everybody? Right, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Right. What if he tries to shoot Seagal and he shoots a kid? Like right. it's just it's, it's terrible. Bad, bad police. Surprise, Johnny. Not, no, like, negotiating one on one was clearly not in his repertoire. <laughs> Sorry, oh, definitely Johnny. Not. But um, it works out because he you know works out and then he talks him down and then Johnny's about to shoot himself and Seagal <laughs> yes, tackles this him is out. amazing. Seagal tackles him. They go flying out a window, but yet there's a building directly across from yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And they probably clear how big is this gap? Like ten, ten feet. feet possibly. Yeah, probably. To, they, to a window parallel height or the exactly. exact same height. Right. They so didn't even fall. Physically impossible. They go through a window out one building and to the outside, go across ten feet and enter into another building through a window. If you've seen the, so the, the scene in, windows, in, in Furious Seven, uh, <laughs> when they go to the UAE, right? Yeah. When they go to yeah. Cutter or UAE? Isn't it, uh, when they like drive that, the yeah. car out one building. When they drive the car out one <laughs> window of a skyscraper <laughs> and enter the next skyscraper at a lower level. This made less sense than that. It did. This was more impossible, I would say. I, I would agree with that. No, so it's, it's ridiculous. But anyways. Believe. We see this guy, Johnny, actually has a big role in this film. Yes. Because his father, who's played by Bob Gunton. The warden from Shawshank Redemption? Is involved with Russian mobsters. Right. And he is importing chemical weapons. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ultimately. Ultimately, that's the big. And the big John, plot Johnny kind of tells us that at the end. He gives us kind of the last key to the puzzle when he goes uh, full on McConaughey at that uh, uh, convent. Yeah. Yeah, it was back. like a it was like a school or like some I don't even know where. What they kind were. of bed was that that he was sleeping in? It was really strange. It was like, like a, a ra- hospital bed almost. Yeah, it seemed like a a, a holy race car bed of yeah. some kind. <laughs> yeah, it was big, right? Like if the Pope Mobile was a bed, <laughs> or like a very comfortable hearse or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Oh, uh, but wait, Johnny's actually his stepson, not yep. his actual son. His I forgot stepson, to mention yep. that. But what do you got for us, P Bear? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get, uh, take a wide swath right here. I'm gonna choose three different people. Good God! And I'm gonna call them the uh, not quite overtly gay bad guys that are part of this movie. The questionable sexuality bad guys. Uh, the, the the bad guy, the ambiguously gay bad guys. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, there we go. The ABGs, the ambiguously yeah. gay bad guys, AGBs. AGBGs. Yeah, the AGBGs. <laughs> the AGBGs. Okay. Um, we've seen this before. We saw this uh, with uh, on Deadly Ground uh, when we saw uh, MC, MC, and DJ, MC, Mick G, meaning <laughs> Michael oh. Kane. It's <laughs> a mouthful. Michael Kane and John C. McGinley. Um, this was they, much more. <laughs> this was a little more overt. Um, I noticed that both Michael Caine in that movie and Bob Gunson in this movie were wearing heavy eyeshadow. There was a lot of um, just kind of wispy. They were unmanly. I think was was the message. Like and we've ro- seen this like before in cigar robes movies. with nothing on underneath. And they're then, wearing like, robes and they're always toasting champagne or whiskeys or something. Like jumping in into a pool. Come on in. The water's fine. Yeah, they're it's living like, lavishly and uh, yes, they're very effeminate bad guys. Like I usually think when you the, see somebody jump into a pool and like swim and somebody's walking, it's usually a girl in the pool and like the bad guys walking on the side. Right. It's never Yes. Two dudes and one guy is swimming and being like, "Come on in!" The water's—it's like, what? yes, it was a conspicuously. There's a group conspicuously uh, absent of 
females. And that's definitely something that Seagal is trying to play on right there, I would say. I'm sure. Or we've seen, I mean, it's not Seagal, but we've seen this before in these movies. And I don't know. So it's Bob Gunton, again, the warden from Shawshank. It's uh, Brian, Cox, Brian Cox, who plays Agent Smith, who is involved with Seagal's past in the CIA somehow. Yep. Um, uh, who is acting a lot like Philip Seymour Hoffman in uh, The Master. Ooh, um, nice. Uh, with a, a British accent or, or with a southern accent that changes back to Scottish <laughs> when he's being tortured. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> moments where he yells at you were like, wait a second. <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian Cox is a great actor, but he, he, he's not at his best in certain scenes in this movie. Um, I just found it odd. His demeanor when he first meets Seagal and they're talking about their past. He has, again, so, so much reverence for Seagal. And then there's a third guy, the, the hitman uh, of this crew, uh, Cunningham, Yes, which would be a good name for a smart pig, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so th- those those three kind of mm-hmm. get together and and have eyes for each other. Yep. And uh, are are unmanly uh, in Seagal's uh-huh. worldview and just not uh, you know they make a lot of very big mistakes. I would say in this movie, the most of which is yeah. uh, disrespecting and neglecting Seagal. Uh, and can't not believing in in his abilities. Can't do that. That's number one rule. He'll get you. Um, okay, so uh, getting back to the movie, yep. we, we go to the morgue um, where Seagal d- uh, figures out that th- this uh, victim was Russian just by looking at her mm-hmm. and says that she's not uh, an American. And uh, this is this was one of the crucifixion victims? Yeah. Okay, all right. I was having trouble. And then Seagal, d- he does this crazy I, thing I, where he, rem- he removes he, her titty. He, re- he removes <laughs> he, her fake breast. It's very weird, like... Seagal says to Keenan Ivory, like, basically, oh, what do you see? And Keenan Ivory, Ivory says, like, nice set of titties. He's like, too nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, whips out a scalpel and slices her open and takes out the fake boob. And I think there's, like, a number or something yeah. on it. Like, breast implants how... have a serial number? Yeah, I don't they do. Know. They do. So, so I all, think... All breast implants have they? a serial number, yep. So so they used that to track down who she was, basically, because mm-hmm. they, yep. they had no idea who Every she was. Every single one of those has, has, has a number. How do you know that? What are you talking about? Yeah. No I comment. challenge this. <laughs> no comment. I just have experience with this. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, then we go to that Asian shop where uh, Seagal and Keenan Ivory start bonding. Okay, so now they've kind of reached a high point. They're becoming giggle buddies together. Seagal's playing pranks on Keenan Ivory. Does Keenan Ivory <laughs> like these pranks is, is my question. I thought he was okay with them. Keenan's making jokes about who's allergic to incense. I thought that was going to come back later, but it really didn't. No, he did. Remember, because he was like sniffling in that psychiatrist's office. office. And he's like, no, it's okay. I got some deer penis I'll suck on later. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, right. The third of the deer penis callbacks. This that is was the, the third and final callback. No, the, the final pe- one was in the last scene. This, yeah, oh, okay, the so this is the second callback. <laughs> this is the origin of the deer penis yeah, scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just what this scene was just so they, they said, hey, so we got Seagal and we got Keenan Ivory Wayne. It's two of the best comedians. Guys, just go in there and riff it out. <laughs> you, guys can, you guys can do this. Just uh, so, yeah, Keenan makes jokes about, he's, oh, you're selling roaches? I could go to my apartment and get you a ton uh, of these. That was a good one. His apartment is actually really nice, by the way. Um. Yeah, dear penis, masculinity. T. Do you, <laughs> do you know I'm black? Just all the. Great. This is a classic scene. It was great. If you want to watch maybe one or two scenes from this movie, this would be one of one that I would recommend. We all thought that shop was gonna get wrecked somehow too. We did, and nothing happened. Uh, nothing oh happened. yeah, that's true. That they really set that up. Seagal doesn't fight for a long time in this movie. Because uh, yeah. remember, he and when he when the fight breaks out, he says he says, uh, "No, I can't fight. I can't fight." Yeah, that's true. And then he says it's because of his religion. Mm-hmm. And Keenan Ivory's like, oh, man, just fight, please. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Also, uh, I yeah, also heard ahead. something about the ending of this movie. 
What's that? Or not the ending, or I guess the scene where uh, he kills the um, the family man, the serial yep. killer. He uh, on set, he didn't. He wanted to rewrite that ending and make it so he actually survives. He didn't want to kill them. Stephen Tobolowski. Yeah. Seagal didn't want Tobolowski's character to die because of like his spiritual beliefs. Right. He actually went on set and they had to like do a bunch of hurdles and stuff to kind of make it look like they weren't go- they weren't going to kill him, but then in the end they just made it made him die. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Cuz Seagal was upset and they were just Seagal like, oh, do how, do we, uh, how do we how do we get around problems, this problems killing him in the church. Yeah. Um yeah, actually, you know, uh, going back to Keith David, the, the non-Segal MVP of this movie would be Stephen Tobolowsky because yeah. he killed yeah. it. We love you, Tobbs. We would love to have you on this podcast. I heard that was on, I believe, uh, the I Was There 2 podcast. Right. Tobolowski yeah, talks about Segal being, yep. he, or he mentions that Segal is perhaps a difficult actor to work with and says that he had to come back for reshoots because Stephen later improvised a scene in which Stephen said that he didn't kill Tobolowski right, even though he right, had right. to. This plot is a little convoluted. <laughs> Uh, with so it's basically, I mean, a one sentence sum up would be: a, an industrialist uses copycats a serial killer to kill off the people he needs mm-hmm. for to do to keep running his b- drug business with Russia. Yes. Okay, so yes. that's why these Russia basically once once all this stuff is established, this um, this Russian gang attacks uh, Keenan Ivory and Seagal. And that's when he says the little uh, big country, little rock and roll yeah. line. He doesn't even quote the, the song correctly. Um, oh, the, I like how they, they order Keenan Ivory uh, onto his knees. And he says, not without dinner and a movie first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Seagal's like, ah, at least they like you. And what does Seagal <laughs> use to attack this Russian oh, assassin The best game? weapon ever. A credit card with a, like, a small razor blade that pops out from it. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, right? He, he goes sweet. after the main guy with that. He, he kills three he people ki- yeah, in a row he, yeah, with it. He, he swipes all their right necks. Keenan Ivory been, been knocked down, and then Seagal just whips this up. He says, I'm going to pay you. Yep. He whips his credit card out, and then his credit card has been built with a, a razor blade. A little blade razor blade. It. Yep. <laughs> it's so sick. And then he just beats the shit out of these other random people that are still alive, which was great. But, uh, yeah, he was like, it's not that I can't fight. I'm not supposed to. It's It's against my religion. I'm Buddhist. We had some we had some good uh hand to hand and oh my God, there yeah. was also some snaps, I believe, that happened. Yeah, well how many do you scene. got for us, Smitty? Oh, well, should we send it to that famous check segment? It out. Well that's what I just did. You bitch! Flav <laughs> Snap in <laughs> You bitch. What's happening? What's happening? Here we go. Snap in Snap in Smitty. All right. Snap me, Smitty. Nice. All right. So today we did not get goose egged. No goose eggs. All right. No goose for me. So our first, what we were just talking about, the scene um, in the parking garage where. Steven takes out his credit card and, and slices some guys' necks. He also has a nice arm snap to one of the Russian lackeys there. Yeah. It's really good. Classic, good sound effects. And then we also had a knee snap later on in the movie, in the Ooh. restaurant scene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he goes and uh, interrupts uh, Smith's meeting with that yeah. random senator. 
He just right. barges in and like takes the guy's food, and then like, <laughs> yeah, like he fights all those guys on the way out. Yeah, I didn't understand. <laughs> Brian Cox and he were those Brian Cox's bros. I think so. They were CIA guys. They didn't have beef. Why are they? Why are they I, picking on Seagal? I, I, just to I, prove that they can. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. It didn't make much sense. Don't do that, bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're in for a hurting. And Brian Cox is just eating the whole time and enjoying the show. He was. And later he jerked <laughs> off to it. Probably. Into I, a Dixie cup. I'm going to put this in the spank bag. <laughs> so two. Not great. Two. But not bad. I'll take it. All right. Hit yeah. the under for all you gamblers out there. Okay. Under is four and a half. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I have a radical proposal that I want you to think about. You don't have to say oh, yes right now or shit. no right now. Okay. Oh, I, want you, I want you to ruminate this. Maybe people Ooh, up on, goes on radical, Twitter. guys. It's um Hey, I'm a radical brother. All right. Join the movement, man. Yeah. Um, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. I'm going to pro- propose this to you, Mr. Smitty. Okay. Because we've hit the under so many times recently, and it seems that maybe there are only uh, f- f- a handful of films that have a, a high number of Steven Seagal snaps truly in them, even though he's famous for snapping limbs. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it seems like it's this early batch. I think... We have to th- lower it, huh? W- well, I, what I'm going to propose is something else. It's snaps plus skippies. Snaps and skippies. So it snaps okay. and skippies with Smitty. <laughs> okay. okay? Yeah, just an idea. I, we're going to get into our next 20. <laughs> we, we might want to change things up. How I don't know how things it? feel. I don't know if things are getting stale with you. I don't know how you feel about it. Was it good for you? Um, I do, you know, just throwing it I out like there. I like that. I like it's that. It's a combination of snaps and helicopter scene in the movie. We could raise okay. the number. We could move it around. Or we could do snaps and skippies, and they're two different things, but people get more to gamble on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's ruminate about yeah, that. I, about that. I like that idea. That. I okay. really like that idea. You know, idea, just though. going forward. Hey, listeners, send us in your ideas. You got anything else? Yeah, do you have any other new segments you want us to do? Let us know. We'll try it out. Yeah. Um, shout out to all our sponsors, by the way. Coke, Pepsi, Wendy's. Qdoba. Telefunken. Scent of Action Cologne. Steven Seagal Color Forms. Uh, Steve Harvey. Mazda. Water. Water? Yeah. I'm drinking some right now. That's pretty good. It's great. Nice, man. Tap water, right? Shout out to Tapwater and yeah. Britta. Those guys do it upright. Hey, shout out to uh, Torture, uh, which Steven Seagal... <laughs> what? <laughs> Steven Seagal... Lost okay, so here, they beat up all these Russian guys, and uh, uh, Keenan says, oh, I speak some Russian, and then proceeds to beat the shit out of yeah. this one guy, maybe even kill this dude uh, by He's banging like, his he head against... He says it's black Russian. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Steven Seagal says, oh, that was nice Russian. So Seagal just uh, (laughs) condoning torture right there. Uh, Love that guy. Um, So after this, so Seagal saves Keenan Ivory's butt right here. Mm -hmm. But this is the moment that I that I doesn't make sense to me, Flav. Okay, is now Keenan is weirded out by Seagal for his unorthodox ways, the fact that he speaks different languages. Even though they broed out in that Chinese market, he's not happy about that, and he. He starts. He go. He even goes to the chief and says, "This guy's weird. I don't really want to work with him." Right. I don't get that. Seagal just saved his butt. Seagal seems to be because the he's best weird. Detective. Like it's weird for him to be like, "Oh, I don't fight." Like when you think you're about to die, and then like you're about to get murdered, and you're like, "Well, this is it for me." And then all of a sudden, your partner can fight. It's like, dude, why the fuck would you say that? Like, help me I, out here, man. I, like, I think it's because he Seagal didn't really reveal too much of himself, or like his past. You know, really, right. in the beginning where Keenan's talking about, him, he's trying to get him to know him a little bit. And 
and Seagal's really kind of putting up the wall, not really. But that's interesting. And he kind of bugged him in the beginning when Keenan was like, "I don't really want to talk about my ex." And Steve right, was like, "So you married or what?" And like Seagal asks Keenan about his personal life, and Keenan doesn't want to talk about it. Right. Seagal goes, "You married?" Badgering him, yeah. And, Seagal, and Keenan says, "I don't want to talk about it." And then Seagal goes, "You married?" Like yeah, a real yeah, classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Seagal's trying to be friendly, and Keenan rebuffs him. But then Keenan's, I think, to me, what I think it is is that Seagal can't change or learn anything so the plot of the movie if you're going to have a buddy cop comedy or you know it's not a comedy it's an action with a little bit of comedy um if you're going to have a buddy cop movie where the cops have to separate because of some disagreement and one of them isn't allowed to be a bad guy or do anything wrong because he's steven seagal then you have to make this artificial way oh he's just too weird it doesn't right. it doesn't yeah. add up to me he, he's the best cop around he's got the best skills why don't you and he seems like an okay guy. Well, then why would, if I was a kid, I'd be like, well, why did he get transferred then if he's the best cop? What the fuck happened over there in New York? Nobody right. knows. Okay, that's a good question. Nobody yeah. knows. And then yeah. I think what exacrates really is, is like right after that, they find that he's got, they, they see two more dead bodies, right? Two more crucifixes. Exactly. Bring us there, Flav. What's going on? So you see two more crucified bodies, but this time Seagal's acting very strange. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And we're like, we just saw some bodies. So like, this shouldn't affect him that much. He doesn't say anything to anybody but then they find his fingerprints on this chick. So Keenan right. thinks, what the hell is going on? We as the audience find out sooner than the police and everybody else and yeah. even his own partner that this is Steven's ex-wife. Steven Seagal's ex-wife yeah, has Steven, been murdered. Right. Uh, she's uh, a psychiatrist. or She's married to the she's psychiatrist. She's married to a psychiatrist. She's uh, the, kind of the next of two. Uh, yeah, and it's like, why would you not say this to your partner? Because this is giving him this. reason to doubt you even more now. You're like even more weirded out because it's like, all right, I have no idea what's going on. And right, he even so says that to Stephen. He's like, I have nothing. I don't know anything about you. Your prints are on this. Like, what am I? You know, like, what am I supposed to do with this? But I would say though, Ki was ready to flip on Stephen before all this happened. Sure, but um, this just yeah, hey, helps. Seagal him runs away from the crime scene. It just doesn't say he could have just said anything. You should say. This is my ex-wife. I'm very upset, which yeah. is what the situation is. But now it's starting to, and this is another, I would say, overcooked egg um, of these movies. Is that now in in any serial killer movie, especially Seagal serial killer movies, Seagal has to become the suspect because he's so good at solving the crime that it seems like he could be the killer. And we've now we've only really be- seen two, though, right? Because huh? We've only really seen two. Yeah, but it's, of it's that. I think it's a lazy trope of serial killer movies yeah. that both Seagal, this one and Kill Switch. Yep. Um, both of them use yeah. that. Doesn't that happen in a lot of serial killer movies now? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's it's anyone who does it. I think at this it point, it's to, like, yeah. all right, we've, we've you know seen what else before. is something to touch on that actually. Um, there, the other thing, and this is later in the movie, but there's a scene where Steven's in a car and it's racing down this road. And again, just like any other movie. Whenever a car is out of control and people are getting fucked up in the car, nobody ever hits the fucking brakes. They right, keep right, right. driving keep at full speed. Crazily. And it's not like I just don't understand. Like if I was being attacked by a car, the first thing I would do is hit the brakes and stop. And and like you know what I mean? Like I just don't. Yeah, get that's why. when those. It was another overcooked egg that the phony uh, department. I don't of know interior why Hollywood guys, does this. All movies that I've seen, they keep driving the goddamn car. I'm like, right, I do these, not understand. These this. guys come to pick him up at his at his house and say that he's been arrested for the, the serial killer crime. Yep. And we we could tell pretty quickly that these guys aren't actually police. They're and then Russians. Steven says something to them in Russian, and they understand it. Right, exactly. So he knows that they're Russians. Um, yeah. And yeah, exactly. Seagal starts pistol whipping them. Dude, the best scene of this movie. This was the best scene of the movie. <laughs> yes. We freaked out when this was we happening. We lost our freaking minds. He takes the blunt end of the pistol and just starts beating the, cr- just bludgeoning the back of both of these people. Is he heads. handcuffed at this point? 
No, no, no he's they not didn't handcuffed. Hit, they didn't okay. handcuff but he's him, in the back seat of the car. He's These two guys have abducted him, heads. and he starts bludgeoning them in the heads with a pistol. Holy we thought shit. this movie should have been called Pistol Whipped, unlike the movie Pistol Whipped, where nobody gets pistol whipped. <laughs> and then the, the fir- so the first guy is just you see like the guy in the passenger seat is fucked up. He gets hit like fifteen times. His face is all bloody. He's out of it. But the driver keeps, and he now he's getting hit, and he keeps driving at full speed. He runs into a car that blows up for some reason. <laughs> For no reason, like I don't know, we've all we've all hit cars before. They don't blow up. Well, yeah, they, they do a flip, a spinning flip over another car. Which the other up. car blows up. Yeah, because it got scraped. Its roof got scraped. Yes, of course. I guess. That and then always they, happens. And then eventually, Stephen jumps out of the car, and the car keeps driving full force into this huge tanker. The, the car's upside down, sliding. Stephen yeah, yeah, yeah. slides out so, yeah. the back <laughs> yeah. window. Yeah. He rolls oh my out God, like a little cat. Like he's just yeah, a little yeah, yeah. Tiny, dainty little cat. And then, <laughs> and then it what happens? Sli- it, this thing just. Slides into this gigantic gas tanker, and you just see this monstrous explosion. We went insane. <laughs> Best scene of the movie by Best, far. Oh, so Best great! Scene Best scene movie. in any movie ever. That was our forty-two million right there, blowing that, up that, that fucking was tanker. Forty-two million, <laughs> totally worth it. Didn't make half that back. Totally worth it. <laughs> blowing up that tanker, worth it. That was a great moment in the room. Also, a great moment in the room is when you called me Brown Man. <laughs> yeah, I also liked that one. Which is like, can we re- your can name? Can we reenact this scene, Brown Man? Uh, what was the deal with Steven Skull's wife in this movie? We see her for one scene and then another glance, and that's it. Yeah, he's got a wife and kids, and this time he's not cheating on them. <laughs> so she looks like cool. Winona Ryder, kind of. Yeah, she's she pretty did. cute. She was really cute, but she only got one scene, and at the it end, it seemed like his family actually genuinely cared for him. And there's like no like weird relationships with his like nieces and shit like we've seen before. His wife doesn't hate him like we've seen before. He has an ex-wife. It seemed like she was like you know like she felt bad for him and stuff. It was nice to see that change of pace. We've seen a couple of, you know, cliches in this, but we also saw a couple of change of paces. We see Steven get hit for the first time and yep. bleed. Yeah, We've seen him crazy. get hit before, but yeah, never bleed. he got bleed. hit in the face. His nose was bleeding. And yep. he got kind of riled up with that, man. He got, he got pissed off after. I was like, yeah, this is interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, Cunningham hit him. Um, so, yeah, he goes back to his wife. He has to tell. He's like, oh, you know, like, my ex is dead now, and he's got to tell his kids. So what happens after... This ha- so now he's a suspect. He escaped this tanker. Yeah, that. things like, are becoming suspicious. Yeah, um, they uh, just, yeah. Track weird. down uh, Maynard, Chris Maynard, who is the family man. Right. Yeah, they find the like, they find the serial killer, the family man. After that, fu- the funeral for his ex-wife, where uh, uh, Keenan Ivory looks like R. Kelly. Um, yeah, we track down the the family man. How do, Seagal, we, how do they find him? Um, because they go to that art therapist. The scene where Wayans goes to the art therapist and she's like, "Once I saw you get because they sent out all these all mm-hmm. the drawings that were at the so crime like every scene to all like all these psychiatrists and, and she was like, immediately this brought me back to this these drawings from this one um, particular guy. Yeah, and she gives them a name and then obviously Seagal is the one who finds him. He's not at his house. He's at the church and right. that's Seagal where Seagal shoots he'd be him. At the church, find me a church near this house. So Tobbs is dead, shot in the chest. Right. Well, they have this this standoff where uh, Tobbs uh, grabs the father. Uh, Tobbs, you know, bad bad guy worked, but he was kind of an innocent serial killer as much as you can be. We, there was <laughs> yeah, uh, he was like being forced by somebody else to do it. Right, and he was a crazy guy, and just like you felt bad for Tobbs ultimately. Very an amazing, perf- really. Again, he was. The I best, thought he did a good job acting like a nervous serial killer that like doesn't want to be there. Like, right, make want, him. Like, he was very sympathetic. Um, but he grabs the father. Seagal uses his sheer force of personality and his like eight ball jacket that he's wearing uh, <laughs> to get the father out of there. And then they have a standoff. Tops don't is make losing me do his this. mind. Tops Please don't make me do, do this. Seagal Please don't make me do this. has to shoot Tops. Bam! <laughs> it's like, why'd you make me do it? 
He should have had a little one-liner there. Yeah, he didn't. He just looked really sad. Um, yeah, again, one of the, a few church killings uh, that will happen <laughs> in this uh, in this movie. Uh, yeah, so then Seagal from here on out is very much under question. Uh, the chief isn't happy. Uh, Keenan Ivory isn't happy. There's that scene where he takes a polygraph test. That was so awesome. Oh, and yeah, that was was Seagal lying because he is so smooth? Or was he telling the truth the whole time because it was also the truth? I also I thought both of those things at different times because they asked yeah. him if he's climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> yes, that's and particular. he says yes. But then I thought about it. I was like, did yeah. they actually make his crazy the crazy background of his character actually have done that? Yeah, or is I think he so. actually just think, blatantly lying to show I them took that he it can as pass he anything? did climb. I took those first two questions as like you're supposed to say yes and no, like kind of get the you know the response and he said yes and yes and the lady was surprised that i think he did climb out evers <laughs> oh my god uh, it really reminded me actually there's a really great mr show lie detector sketch which we'll post on our facebook oh, page nice. it's very Good. very similar actually didn't he didn't he do the polygraph test with um in ja rules movie too exit wounds he did uh, the polygraph with that old remember the russian guy who came in you mean half past dead exit oh half past dead sorry yeah yeah he might have yeah i think remember ja rule made yeah. him take that polygraph test with the russian dude like, they burst into his room when he's sleeping. Oh, right, right, right. He did. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And he call, passes that, too. Yeah, that was, like, the first scene. Yeah. But, so, a couple polygraph tests now we've seen. Right, so we discover also going on that Frank Deverell, the Johnny's dad, is definitely the bad guy, basically. That's Bob uh, Gunton. Yeah, Bob Gunton, yeah. warden from Shawshank, uh, you know, eyeliner. Um, <laughs> uh, but the chief busts down Steve. AGBG, I, uh, ambiguously gay <laughs> bad guy. Yeah, the, <laughs> the AGBG. Um... I love the scene where the, the, the chief busts down Seagal in the bathroom and Seagal, sa- Seagal has to hand him his badge. And he said, he asked him, which urinal were you just pissing in? And then thro- uh, without an answer, throws the badge in a, in a urinal. So he has to grab I it up. I totally missed that. You didn't see that spot? I yeah, think dude, I was I taking... I totally missed... Oh, I really man, wish I, I wish I saw that. Fuck, I hope yeah. I'm I not imagining that sick Seagal <laughs> burn that he <laughs> yeah, did. Damn it, I, I was taking notes, but I, I think Seagal really, it. really knows just how to be a dick. I, he probably, yeah, he's he's probably does. I don't think he has to act too much in that res- respect. <laughs> he goes to um, Tobolowski's house, right? The, yep. the creepy house? Yep. Um, the kind of true detective house? It was the girl's house. The dead girl's house. Oh, was that? Yeah, because oh. they had the Russian to English dictionary or dictionary because she was a translator. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sense. It wasn't it wasn't Tobbs's house. It was that uh, the girl who had her. Got uh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Her breast removed by Seagal in the morgue. Her breast assistant. <laughs> and so he gets attacked by ultimately what turns out to be Cunningham, the guy, the guy who is the killer basically. Yep. yep. And uh, he's the right hand man of Bob Gunton, uh, also being financed by Brian. He loves Cox. his high kicks. The AGBG crew. He um, does love his high kicks. It's so ridiculous. I would say, uh, here, can we hit bad, bad, badder in the worst? Because sure. I, I got, uh, I got a bone to pick. Okay. With these guys, the bad, the badder, and the worstest. <laughs> the bad guys in this movie were, I think, the worstest. <laughs> they were, were they? They, they were, were the least worst. intelligent. They were the least able. They had the mo- they did the least with the most resources. It seems okay. Okay. Um, they should have been way, 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 way smarter about dealing with Seagal. 
Well, if you think about it, they had a guy from the CIA in on this. Yep, they have yes. a guy from a huge national corporation, and international corporation, <laughs> and right. a Russian mob, and yet you let all this and stuff also, just Cunningham fall right apart. Cunningham seems like an able assassin <laughs> in a sense, in that Sagal doesn't have an easy time beating this guy. No, no. not um, the first time. So the first time he, yeah, it, here's here's where the bad bad guy gets bad. I would say is that. Because he Seagal gets attacked in that apartment, he knows he's on to the scent. And he also discovers those uh, plane tickets, mm-hmm. which link everything together, start to link everything together. Right. Um, if, if, they hadn't, if they hadn't been in right. the apartment at the same time, it would have been much harder to track this down. Um, yep, that's a very good point. Cunningham screws up, and then they're just drinking whiskey and making eyes at each other, Cunningham oh. and, and the AGBG crew, <laughs> and they're just, they completely disrespect Stephen. Don't they know? Haven't they seen the movies? Right? Actually, I you mean, know what, Sweet? Do you, you have something to clue us oh, in on his yeah, past? Oh, yeah, I here? do actually have a little thing. You know, this they is, may um, not know his past, but let's let our listeners know well, how yeah, also, serious Brian the guy Cox, this who is. turns out to be a bad guy, spoilers, knows just how a- big a badass. Actually, ass. we're going to, let's, let's do this to seg- segment, segue into Flavor's faves, actually. Well, well, yeah, we'll get there. You want this before? Yeah, let's hear. Right. This is Brian. Brian Cox knows how bad Steven Seagal is. So Jack this is Cole. Con- conversation between Brian Cox and Bob Gunton. No way to anticipate and become this involved. Who is he? Obviously, not just a cop. Mm-hmm. He was a building soldier. West Point, that kind of thing. I found him in Vietnam. Recruited him for a special projects unit program. We call it. He handled a lot of uh, odd jobs for us. We're in jobs. Now, Mr. Devil, don't ask about things you don't really want to know. <laughs> Suffice to say, to the people he hunted for us, he was known as the Glimmer Man. <laughs> There'd be nothing but jungle, then a glimmer, then you'd be dead. Why isn't he still with you? He was put it out of the program in 84. One native on us, made up his own assignments, disappeared for once, ended up in Thailand. Of course. Yep. Chatting with some Templar or another. They say he was saved by a holy man. Nice. So many stories about this fella. I don't know which ones are true anymore. Oh, that's so great. That's so true about Stephen, that so last perfect. line, I would say. Yeah. Stephen in real life. Yeah, yeah he has. He's, like, become one of his characters he's almost. a legend and just like just like all of his characters or maybe it's because all of his characters are based on him they all go east at some point mm-hmm. um yes and, and this uh, explains the fact that steven is wearing his seagal catcher and yeah. chiddling uh, <laughs> yeah. or, like you know holy roll, rosary beads rolling yeah. beads around in his, his hands the whole time that's right before brian cox orders bob gunton to kill his son mm-hmm. uh johnny because johnny knows too much uh brian cox says there are two cops meaning uh seagal and ki and you, Bob Gunton, and your son, who know too much, you, uh, three of them have to die. You can choose. And Bob, Bob Gunton says, you're going to have to do it yourself, which is some really terrible bad guying. That, <laughs> that is. Yeah. Usually you would think he would try to take control of that situation. Well, a good bad like guy that. is a good father, first of all. That's okay? true. Family first. Right? True. Family first for bad guys. Yeah. Am I right? 
So then we get to this like fire scene with <laughs> Keenan Ivory Wayans. What do you think about this one, Flav? Do you remember when his apartment gets set on fire because the TV falls over? Yes, the TV falls over oh and it's strike. It's like sparks, so it sets the drapes on fire. <laughs> but then, like you know, Keenan's actually holding his own against his bad guys for a little bit. He's yep. like fighting back and stuff. And at one point, some good moves. He like goes to throw him, and the and the guy holds on to the oven, and it kind of yanks it out from the back of the yes. wall. <laughs> The gas starts spewing, which is fine. That makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is that immediately <laughs> after this, since the apartment's already on fire, it should have just blown right there. Right. Because this gas is pouring out pretty hard. Right. Yeah. And it takes about, like, a minute for it to actually do anything. And, like, you see, like, the guy leave, and then Keenan looks at the gas, and you hear it being like, and he's like, oh, shit, and, like, starts running in slow motion <laughs> while the gas, like, right. explodes. His legs, as he jumps out of this window, his legs are on fire for right, sure. Dude. Yeah, he gets singed. He should out, be on falls fire. Falls like two or three stories <laughs> into this car, just crashes down. I thought he was gonna be fucked yeah, up. Yeah, dude. Like, I that, thought I thought this was gonna be like a point in the movie where Seagal sees him in the you know in the hospital and he's like, "I'm gonna get this guy for you now." Like I thought that was gonna be that kind of thing, and then <laughs> right, it turns oh, out he, that he just Seagal's vengeance. The next he, scene, you just see him with like a little hand he's wrap like, uh, and like <laughs> he's Khaleesi I- Ivory Wayans. Yeah, yeah, because he can the survive un- fire like a motherfucker. His legs are fine. His hand has a wrap, he's not even un-burnt. a shoulder or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. He just he just has like a little hand damage. And that TV thing. was made out of pure kerosene as well because that that, that fire spreads up so flames. quickly. Wow. Um, but. Uh, let's actually take it to that segment we mentioned earlier. <laughs> Great segue, Fever. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's get to some of our favorite one-liners from the movie with Flav's Flav's Faves. Oh, yeah, I got some choice Flav's for you today. What are your faves, Flav? Oh, man. So, let's... So, at one point, uh, in the very beginning of the movie... <laughs> When uh, Seagal and Keenan go to uh, deal with Johnny, the yep. guy who's holding everybody up and he's going crazy, they mentioned the kid holding everyone hostage. They mentioned something about his therapist, like, "Oh, he's been like seeing this therapist." And Seagal, right. without missing a beat, goes, "Yeah, must have been the wrong therapist." <laughs> <laughs> takes a shit on that for like immediately. I think like we've seen that in Exit Wounds as well. Just kind of Seagal doesn't like therapy, and he always, he's always knocking therapy a little bit. Yeah. The the next one, of course, is I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but he he's talking to this guy and, he, and you know um, to the to the what is this side the main the guy who turns out to be the killer Cunningham. Cunningham 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 comes up to him and he's like you know like Devlin wants you to like testify for his kid and this and that and he says not really and then he's like well you know it can make or break a career you can like help or hurt your career and Seagal goes nobody nobody threatens me tell your asshole boss. Now get your ugly ass out of here. Ugly white ass out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he says that way. <laughs> Which is funny for us because Stephen's white, so it's like it's... You know, if you just said get your ugly ass out of here, that's fine. But, like, to mention that he's white, it's like, well, you, you are too, <laughs> I think. <Yes. laughs> um, the next one that I have is he's he's breaking up this dude's shop. This is when he goes to visit the CIA guy, his, you know, like his supposed, like, contact before he realizes that he's also in on it. And Brian Cox. And he busts up Cox's place, and he, like, breaks a bunch of stuff, and he beats up everybody in the room. And the phone rings <laughs> at the front desk, and he picks it up. Uh, and he goes, hello? And he's like, oh, no, that won't work. We're closed for renovations. I'd say, oh. And he, like, takes a good look around at all the damage he's done. He's like, ah, about two months. <laughs> <laughs> and he hangs up. I also love that the, the concierge at that place, when he walks in, gives him grief. Yeah. And Seagal <laughs> knocks him out with a slap across the face. Yeah, the guy's done. Awesome. <laughs> 
Um, guy was kind of a little bitch, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got a couple more. So the, the the last that I have comes towards the end of the movie, where it's the final showdown between him and sorry, what was this bad guy's name again? Cunningham. Cunningham? Yeah. <laughs> This is such an easy. Now. I was like, is he really wasn't even him? really the bad guy. He was the right, henchman he was like, he who was became forced, the, yeah. but was the he last was, one alive at the end, which made no sense. He to was me. just basically the guy who did all the the dirty work. <laughs> right. So the best part of this is Seagal. Oh my god! All right, we, we, I gotta set this scene up. Seagal locks the door to this place of there, and we'll talk about exactly what's happening here. But essentially, like he locks the main entrance of this place so the guy can't get out. <laughs> And when he turns oh, around, so. Seagal's reading a newspaper. Yeah, that was great. And puts it down all sly, like it just gives him this uh, witty look. And the he's guy at goes, the clerk's desk. Yeah, and the guy goes, "Anybody told you you're a real pain in the ass?" And Seagal just slyly smiles and goes, "All the time." <laughs> it's so, it's so good. Uh, and then, of course, my favorite favorite is uh, it's a little bit longer of a line, but he's uh, you know he's really pissed at this point. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna take this guy out." I'm talking to Cunningham, and he's like, "You know, when you wake up in the morning." And look at the mirror. You're probably happy, pleased with what you see. And that disturbs me. So I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. And you can't look in the mirror anymore. And he just goes ham on this guy. Ultimately ends up kind of crucifying him by kicking him onto this, like, steel pole thing or whatever. brutal. And then he looks at him, and and the last line is, you don't look like you'll be waking up happy now. <laughs> Loved it. So those, those are the babes I have. Obviously, can we had we had a couple others that were already mentioned. Can we, can we do the one uh, actually when so Segal talks to Keena Ivory about crying being yep. a therapeutic thing, and when they have their moment of coming back together mm-hmm. later in the movie, mm-hmm. when Segal mm-hmm. needs to enlist Keena Ivory's help to solve the case and clear his name, uh, he he goes to Segal always knows where somebody is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he really does. Is. He can figure <laughs> it out. He goes and catches Keena Ivory watching the film Casablanca and crying at the end of the movie. Yep. Uh, Seagal has a moment where he he wipes Keenan's tears off his face for him uh, with a hanky, which was funny. Uh, and then later they're talking about the case, and then they get into a little riff they have about about the movie Casablanca. Uh, you want to try that, Keenan? Uh, I just called uh. you Keenan. <laughs> Your name is Raj. <laughs> Brown man, you be Keenan Ivory. I'll be Steven Seagal. You ever seen Casablanca? <laughs> have I seen Casablanca? Yeah, man. Have you ever seen Casablanca, the movie? You're asking me right now if I've ever seen Casablanca. Yeah, man, you seen it or what? No. <laughs> so That's literally good. how it goes. Insane. It's like Seagal's just so exasperated. He's like, what? Are you talking about me? Have I seen Castle? And then like he just says no at the end. <laughs> it's like Amazing stuff. Just like no. One of my favorite uh lines that the uh AGBG had was when the the big gunfight is about to go down at the end and uh shot warden oh from God. Shawshank is standing there in the middle. Um Seagal uses Seagal and Keenan Ivory get together. They use a talk boy from Home Alone to get the bad guys <laughs> to have to flip on each other. They get uh, Warden from Shawshank to flip on Cunningham and say, "Oh, well, make a deal where I'll give him to you, and we're done, and we can walk away from this. Yep. Even though you knew, you know who I am and I know who you are, you yep. know I tried to kill my son. You killed that guy in that church. You had the nuns to clean it up. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we can put all this behind us. I'll give you Cunningham. You leave me alone. Uh, and then so we get the scene at this hotel where Seagal and Keenan Ivory about to drop in on these uh this faction of bad guys the bad guys split and turn on each other yep and because cunningham knows what's up because of the talk boy and then uh, uh shawshank warden goes positively shakespearean <laughs> and then get shot in the chest and then get shot in the chest it was and then he actually says to be or not to be and then he shoots him and says or not to be 
Oh yeah. He does does that actually happen? Yeah, he yeah, does say yeah, to be does. and then he shoots him and he says, or not to be. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yikes. Yeah. He but did. That, he did. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite movie lines from the movie. Oh no. Michael Bublé is having vocal cord surgery. Oh no, dude. Fuck. Oh, no. Shout out to Michael Bublé. We love oh, you, man. Hope you have a quick recovery. I didn't want that hey, announcement. Hey, Adele had that. He'll be back. He'll be fine. He'll oh. be fine. So he'll he'll probably come to Boston for it. Hey, you guys, between Brian and Nikki, this movie is lousy with cocks. Lots of cocks in this movie. <laughs> Lots of cocks. Ooh, Nikki Cox is so hot. The dude. beautiful Nikki Cox kind of helps Jesus, us. Jesus, she was good looking. Track it down. Nikki, come on our podcast. She just basically sends Seagal back to Johnny because she Johnny been making phone calls from her to Dunleavy. Dunleavy was apparently his psychiatrist. Yakety yakety yak. We get to the end. Uh, we we're missing a uh, cachet scene, by the way. Yeah, we didn't have a guns film. cachet scene in this movie. No, Where's our guns second cachet Second week scene? in a row, right? Very disappointing. Yeah, there wasn't that in Into the Sun. Half Past Dead didn't have one either. Yeah, Into the Sun. Third week in a row. Third week in a row with a guns cache scene. Dry spell. We need to get Tim Kirchin in here to tell us some of these steps. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, we get to the big bad guys. They're in this apartment. There's an an enormous shootout. I don't know how everyone in the apartment building doesn't die, um, just because it seems a very wooden place and kind of a rundown place. One thing I noticed during this this shootout is Seagal, I think another oven is ripped off the wall. Yes. But this time there's no gas leak. But Seagal's hiding behind it, and literally, he just has one arm sticking out. He's not even looking. He has one arm sticking out over the oven and is shooting and proceeds to get, like, like eight body hits yep. on guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, not like, even he's not even looking, but yeah, yeah. his aim is absolutely will, yeah, precise. Can I just make a, it's two weeks in a row because there was a guns cache in Half Past Dead. Remember oh, when wait, he was getting was. all what the prison guys? About? Like oh, they were asking God. him for oh, the guns. There's a huge guns yeah, cache. That yeah, was yeah. a close <laughs> one, you guys. I'm glad we caught that. Holy yeah. shit. I'm remember sorry. like Tyler, like the guy named like Smalls was like asking Steven if he could use those guns. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, you can have those guns. That was an amazing Little Joe. Little Joe. Two weeks in a row, yeah, no guns cache. So keep going. What so next what 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 happened? I don't fucking know. Where does Steven go when when KI is walking around? So Keenan gets kicked out of a, or he gets shot in the shoulder out of the window and he's like holding on to a ledge and Steven's checking things out so he's on the roof and <laughs> Keenan's just yelling Steven like Steven's on the roof like, checking out the scene just like I would <laughs> you do check out the scene and Dis- then just jam two years ago <laughs> Steven Steven uh, rappels down the building dude that was saves so Keenan sick Ivory. I've never seen Steven do fucking re- like he used his uh, his utility girdle his yeah his Steven belt <laughs> I told McGee he should have been on this movie he would have freaked out when he saw that some belaying with ropes oh McGee would have loved this yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's a big yeah. fan of Steven Tobolowsky then that, so he saves Ki. Then he he does the newspaper gag on the b- guy who killed his wife. Yeah, so that's how he. So you know how I said he closed the entrance to this. So what Stephen does is he knows that this guy is going through the stairwells to get down. So Stephen just beats him to it by propelling down the side of the building and locks up the front door and happens to have time to sit behind the clerk desk with the newspaper. Yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when does he get time to do that? He also has time to save Keenan Ivory. Yeah, and that guy can't run down. It's maybe like seven flights of stairs. Yeah, yeah in that amount many. of time. It was great. And then Steve, but Steven has time to chain link the door and get behind, <laughs> get behind the clerk's I, desk I wish, with I the wish newspaper. we could see that scene being filmed of him trying to set that up in time, just <laughs> yeah. like being yeah, all yeah, sneaky. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a great <laughs> gag on this guy. Where's the newspaper? Where's the newspaper? It's my ex-wife's killer. <laughs> I got to do this. But then, so they, they face off, and it's interesting because Steven takes a couple of hits and he starts, at one point, he gets hit in the face and he starts bleeding. And he just starts screaming, is that all you got? 
And he keeps saying, is that all you got? And they start choking each other yeah, that was, to that see was who scene. can choke each other better. And Steve's like, is that all you got? And he's just so crazy. I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, this is intense. This is intensely cigar. But then he just throws him through that that window that was made of glass and and Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> it just <laughs> fell apart immediately. And then this guy winds up impaling his chin on like a, on a, like a, a iron game. Very, uh, game. Hot Fuzz-esque type of moment. Yeah, very Hot Fuzz. Very, very yeah. Hot Fuzz. But uh, shout was, out to it, Timothy Dalton. Yes. <laughs> That uh, was amazing. Got? I thought that was pretty intense. He never you does bitch. that. You know, with this bad guy, he's so like calm. Usually, you know, he's just like always like, haha, yeah, it's my turn now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he, things he like that. This he, time he was just like so pissed off. I was, I liked it. So we have the classic '90s movie ending of somebody being loaded into an ambulance and Stephen saying to to his boss, "Tell my wife I'm alive." Yeah, like, why would <laughs> well, I love for that wife, Stephen? That one <laughs> Tell my wife half I'm scene. Still alive. Yeah, we used to, how when he's getting her arrested, like he just looks at her through the window. Oh, She's boss, not I'd even be like, there. Stephen, you live like four blocks away from here, man. Go tell her yourself, dude. Like, and yeah, Keenan's oh. getting sh- pulled away in the lab. He's like, don't call me. Don't fax me. Don't text. I don't want to hear from you. I thought that was hilarious. He's <laughs> yeah, like, good. nothing good has happened since I met you. He's like, if you send a, if I see a carrier pigeon with a note, I'm going to send it away. Just like, do not contact me. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> so we end on a light note. I thought note. that was a pretty funny note to end on. We end on a light note. I don't know. Ultimately, this this one I had trouble kind of caring about a lot of what was going on. There was a moment where oh, I wrote man. that I lost I lost my soul. A little bit. <laughs> um, I, I didn't. You know, I, I was okay with it. Um, there was no stakes, really. The wife wasn't a big part. There was no... He didn't have any daughter issues. There was no... Uh, I don't know. I didn't really find what his... We, we didn't like, know there was his no character re- development. We didn't know saying. his relationship with his ex-wife at all. We just know that she was dead. And he was upset about it, I guess. He didn't talk yeah. about it. There was no so character does he, It's like, does he have full custody of the kids? Why were they with him when that happened? I mean, I think so. Like, He's like married and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah right. Why did he? Yeah, uh, There's I don't lots know. of lots of questions. All right. Um. So that was the way the movie ended. But there's many different ways that this movie could have ended. Let's go there. Let's. Choo. Oh. Choo choo. Choo motherfuckers. The island. The island. Endings. Oh, welcome, Flavor Brother. Oh, what's up, Screwface? Oh, hey, it's me, Screwface. And it's me, Screwface, too. Oh, we both got of both, you guys both Screwfaces oh, in the house. Oh, man, you guys look good. You guys look good. Keith yeah. David is wondering why you guys wouldn't let him in for his segment. Uh, He's a little hurt, it seems. Uh, I thought I, uh, he was taking a mud bath. We just thought we'd let, yeah, him, you we, know, yeah, we thought we we'd let him sit. We thought, we thought he could take He's some place off. He's been working hard. You know, he's a hard worker. He's been here every week. Or he's almost a, every week. He's out okay? in the, the mudroom crooning tearful ballads. He deserves a break every yeah. once in a while. Okay, I will tell him you said that. I will Screw, see how he feels. Did you, did you watch this movie, Screwface? What do you think? What was this movie? The, the, this current one? I just listened to the podcast. I don't watch the movies. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Except for Mark for Death. Oh. All right, Flav, what would you be your alternate ending, boy, to this film? Dude, my alternate ending. Would be that you see, so you know the same. I, I would keep everything the same so far that we have, except it doesn't end with the ambulance being taken away. It ends with them on a new adventure. So Ooh. he's in the hospital, and Keenan's like recovering, and Stephen walks into the room with his rosary beads, and he's like, "I got another job for you." And Keenan's like, "Oh shit, man! Like I can't keep doing this." And then somehow they they keep doing it though, <laughs> and so like he goes off with Stephen onto another adventure, begrudgingly, and it's just the adventures of P Bear and the Brown Man, but with Steven Seagal and Keenan Ivory Wayans. I like it. Uh, that's pretty good. And they keep and like I would love to see if like you know if we if I could I could imagine a scene where 
they come back to the deer penis, the crushed deer penis. Oh, they've got to come back to they that they got to come back to the crushed deer penis. Except this time, I would like to see Steven in like a situation where he's like sneezing or something and Keenan pull out some crushed deer no. penis and oh, be like, here you go, Steven. Oh, oh, tables yeah. and turns. Oh, oh yeah, beautiful. dude. I fucking, I can see that. So it would be good. more like, I just want to see sequels, really, to be honest. And I told you guys this when I was watching. I want to see more of them team up. I thought it was a good, I mean. Glimmerman 2. Yeah, make it I, happen. I just want to see them hang still, out more. How about still glimmering? Still glimmering. <laughs> still shining. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what about you, Smitty? What do you got? All right. So my alternate ending would be, well, the scene where um, Keenan Ivory's house gets attacked and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He dies in the explosion. Oh, shit. Okay. Man, you are so dark and with that, these. <laughs> I, try, I don't know. I don't know what happens. All right, so and he's then, dead. Um, he dies in the explosion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. And then Seagal just goes on an absolute revenge tear Ooh, yeah. the rest okay. of the movie and just absolutely destroying everyone on his own accord. Okay. He, instead of letting Brian Cox live, yep. l- kills him. Oh. He he goes and murders every single one of those guys in that um, apartment building at the end. Where Would Keenan Wayne Bob be helping him Angels in the Outfield style? <laughs> Oh, I yeah, like yeah, that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got a little an- uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's <laughs> angel, a murderous sh- angel. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and basically, all right. So so he takes out everyone, and at the end, he just disappears, and then becomes in cahoots with the Russian mob, and pretty much is taking over the importing of the chemical weapons. Mm. Bad Seagal. Yeah. Wait, Seagal turns evil. Yeah, yes. that's what happened. He has a turn like. That is crazy. Keenan Ivory dying like really sets him off, and he turns really. Is it that a prequel is to the Keanu Waxman's A Good Man it trilogy? Could be, it could be. All right, okay. But I can see that. What do you got How for about us? you? I was thinking. So Brian Cox, it, there's a series at the end of, of Seagal interrogating people. First Nikki Cox, then oh, uh, Nikki Jimmy. Sean. Was it Johnny? Johnny. And then then Brian Cox, one of the bad guys, the effeminate uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and the master. <laughs> uh, um, and he, what he does, and this is the scene where Brian Cox turns <laughs> turns back to Scottish from Southern. Uh, <laughs> Seagal shoots him in the foot and then in the hand with this, you know, again stigmata esque uh, overtone uh, while interrogating him, getting him to squeal. Uh, Brian Cox makes a kind of a little lighthearted joke yep. about, uh, can somebody please call me an ambulance? You know, yeah. I'm bleeding out here. Uh, he gives them the information that they want. They go on their merry way. What I would like to see the rest of the movie. Forget about Seagal and Keenan Ivory Wayans. I want to see Brian Cox get to that hospital. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. That's an adventure. And so it's a man with a hand in a, <laughs> a man with a hole in a hand and a, hel- and a hole in his foot, and uh, he gets picked up by a very nice African American couple in their pickup truck, Kay. and they take him to an apartment building where he meets their lovely two children who are playing with toy guns. Oh, um, shit. Nice. Bullets start firing and oh, coming through the, the walls. <laughs> the, the kindly husband and wife are killed. And Brian Cox is left to raise these two children by, on his own. He then says, I need to get to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so a kindly Hispanic couple <laughs> takes him to the hospital where he meets a very handsome male nurse <laughs> with a mustache. There's a twinkle in his eye. They make eye contact. Cut to two years later. We're on an island at a wedding ceremony. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian Cox is marrying the nurse. <laughs> his, his two African-American children are the flower girl and ring bearer. Uh, <laughs> is, is Cunningham upset about this because he didn't get to be his gay partner? Cunningham doesn't know about this anymore. Cunningham's oh. long in the past. Brian Cox has changed his name uh, from Mr. Smith to... The nurse saved him physically and emotionally. Yes, Absolutely. 
and they live together on the island of alternate endings. Oh, wow, that's probably the, one of the best ones yet, honestly. I wow. Think. So that was amazing. I also <laughs> wanted to see uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans hook up with that art, art teacher. <laughs> with the yeah. there, there was a little will they, won't they in that scene. Um, anything else, you guys, uh, about the movie generally? About the movie um, generally. I Like I said, I thought it was great. What do you think, Smitty? There'd be I a glimmer, and then you'll be dead. <laughs> 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 yeah, this one's in the in the middle somewhere for me. I didn't love it. I don't I know. Didn't, it, again, it wasn't bad enough to be good, um, and they were trying to do things that they just couldn't do. But yeah. there's always next week, right? We're going to keep always, doing this, you guys. next week. There's Thank you for listening, week. listeners. What are we going to do next week? Next week, we got something special for you guys. Woo, it's episode epi- 20. It's episode 20, and uh, this was actually Smitty's suggestion, so I'm going to let him take it. What are we doing next week, mm, Smitty? Let's hear it. We are going to do 2016. Code of Honor. Oh, God. Oh, boy. You can find brutal. that probably not anymore, but because it came out two weeks ago. I'm going to go ahead and ago. say to our listeners, bet the under on the snaps, or should you, because there might be skippies. There might be skippies. Who ooh, knows? Ooh. But this movie just <laughs> yeah. was released a couple weeks ago. Yep. You can find it on demand. Yes. And in select theaters. This year, he also has Which Sniper Special Ops and Asian Connection, too. And a out, couple right? more. Yeah, I think he's, he has six he's movies. A busy coming man, out this year. he's a busy Fucking man. Christ. Keep doing it, Seagal. You so, keep it, keep it us busy, man. Yeah, Code of Honor. Check it out if you can on demand. Again, thank you guys for listening. Hit us up on Twitter at Seriously Seagal, Facebook Seriously Seagal. Stephen, we love you. Come on the podcast, man. Kill us on film. And by that, I mean Stephen Tobolowski. We love you. Come on our podcast. <laughs> You're great in this movie. <laughs> nice. Stephen Seagal, kill us on film. Hashtag kill us on film. Of course. Um, okay, this has been the Glimmer Man, and this is P Bear Flavor. And Mr. Smitty. And this is Seriously Seagal. He's using this rooftop as a staging ground. You need a small army to take out these two gangs. I'm thinking several guys with machine guns, a couple of knife men in the alley, bomber to take out the Mercedes. Tell me, how many guys? Just one. His name is Colonel Robert Sykes. He's the commander of one of Special Forces' most elite units. He's using those skills to go after gangs or drug dealers. Would you mind telling us why? His wife and little boy were killed in a drive-by shooting. This is just the beginning, isn't it? When this is all over, you might even wonder if he ever existed. Would you give your life to save the world if nobody knew you did it? I took an oath to defend against all enemies. I still love my country, I still love my family, and I'm still an honorable man. I'm just setting the record straight. The only way to stop him is to become him. If I'm the bad guy, what does that make you? What took you, man? I was waiting for you. I thought you said no weapons. No, I said no guns.